Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. And mothers and fathers. <laughs> is, is it Father's Day yet? No, it's coming up, though. It's coming up. That's right. My birthday's coming up, too. I'm going to be on the road. I won't be running you over. Somebody else has had to. No, what do you no, mean? Is a contract over, out on you? Yeah, like, you know, a little happy birthday, a little, uh, you know, a little uh, slap present. And tickle. A, uh, slap and tickle. Slap and tickle. Little, you know. We're not into that man left thing. What are you talking about? A present or something, mm. you know, something along those lines, mm. uh, you know. But yeah, well, you're going to be on the road to uh, Minneapolis, or right? Well, no, it'll be after it. Oh, cause, after Because uh, uh, you know we uh, we're going to do the the road trip out there. Oh, that's and right. Then, uh, and then the road trip back. the conference, and then the conference ends on the twenty. My birthday's on the twenty sixth, June twenty sixth. Oh, I'll be. If anybody trying. wants to put on their calendar, and uh, you know. Where will you be then? Seattle? Be a present or something. Where will you be then? On the 26th? 26th. I think uh, I'm going to be in Greeley, Colorado. Oh. The Greeley Stampede. Nice. Checking out the, uh, they got the Demo Derby, <laughs> where uh, oh. like 150 cars or something. And then, uh, I don't know, we just enjoy seeing, you know. It sounds like light beer to me. <laughs> enjoy just seeing cars smash into each other, and yeah, then a little bit of everything's the, fun. They yeah. got the bull riding. They got the the country western. They got sheep musicians. riding. No, no, no. no. Oh, no sheep riding. That's just on the farms. That's yeah. that's on the farms. Okay. Sheep riding is after the car rides. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's that's you know a private thing. And then uh, no, then we we take off and head up uh, through uh, you know Wyoming and Montana. Going to go up to Glacier uh, National Park. Oh wow. Gonna stop by um, uh, Big Sky and uh, yeah, a couple other places. Yeah, get deep into Colorado territory. Get some moose drills. Right, right. Yeah. Get some moose drill, uh, and then head out uh, across uh, Utah and uh, uh, Washington. Get into Seattle, Utah, and then uh, nice. and hang out Olympic Peninsula around there. Nice. Gonna wow. meet up with some folks there. You going to uh, Browers in Seattle? Browers. Yeah. Uh, super huge Belgian uh, bar and restaurant. Yeah. Food is really great. Oh. It's super. The food is yeah. good. So. The food is really good. Bring the family, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's right. a really awesome yeah, you uh, should go. bar. They have a huge natural light, like, um, you know, skylights coming in the middle, so there's natural light pouring in and mm-hmm. um, hundreds of beer bottles. You can take it to go if you want lots of beer on tap. Everybody, everybody's been there, like JP. Yeah, it's really talks about it because it must be a great experience. It is, it, and it's you know it's it's the beer, and then it's also the ambiance yeah. too. It's it's mm-hmm. they did a really good job. Hmm. Really where where is it in Seattle? I don't know, somewhere by the water. Google. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much Seattle. Yeah, yeah I know. I know yeah, you're gonna be yeah, you're gonna be right up there. God only knows. I think it's in kind of the outskirts. Yeah, um, you cross a bridge. I know that. Yeah. And there's green trees and uh, lots of flannel and, uh, you know. He was blindfolded the whole time. Yeah. Right, right. (laughs) Just because I like being blindfolded. I think I'll go blindfolded. Yeah. Yeah. So the question you need to ask yourself is, uh, every time they they blindfold me, why do they take my pants down? I don't know. It's one of those things. Hmm. Well, yeah, that sounds good, too. Yeah. Give it a shot, man. I could could check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Talk the kids into something like that. I'll say, well, it's like Belgium. They'll be like, oh, okay. And they got chocolate there? Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, sure. Good. I'll, I'll, I'll bribe some listener into buying you a beer or something like that. So There you go. Yeah, make you feel All right. Good. Yeah, for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Birthday's coming up. Buy me a beer. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I need. More beer. All the free information I gave to you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What have you ever done for That's, me? That's right. That's right. How about a free beer? 
All right. Well, uh, and speaking of uh, free information and uh, good stuff, uh, our sponsor, Northern Brewer. Yes. Good people. Good place. Good prices. Good products. Good shipping rates. Good shipping rates. Yeah, Funny that, commercials. That flat, uh, that flat rate, rate shipping. shipping. Awesome. Flat rate shipping. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. And we'll, we'll, we'll be out there. We're going to check them out and uh, be there for the anniversary party and all that good stuff. Who does write that stuff? It's almost like they just eat peyote and just sit around yeah, <laughs> thinking, of, thinking of awesome commercials. A little peyote, a little crack. Yeah. Dawson does? Dawson well, writes it. Wow. Yeah, he'll 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 burn out. And I want to I want to you know. meet up with him when I'm out there. He's see another another person that's going to hang themselves with their underwear on the shirt and the, the <laughs> shower curtain rod. Yeah. All right. So before Dawson hangs himself, uh, you got to go by uh, Northern Brewery, check them out. Uh, good people. They they pay for the show, so you don't have to. And uh, the show we're doing uh, Firestone Walkers Reserve. Actually, uh, great beer. Uh, Mm-hmm. I've I've enjoyed this for for quite some time. It's a really nice, uh, robust porter. Right, good example of the style, I think. Yeah, yeah. and I talked somebody into uh, calling in and leaving leaving a request, and uh, somehow that didn't quite make it. Uh, I'm looking for it. The uh, <laughs> if you can babble for another five minutes, interwebs. I can get it. Oh, oh I can, I, can, I can babble for another five minutes. Oh, that's what you meant. I thought you meant speed it up. No, I meant babble. Babble. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> right. You should ask me. Yeah. So, Jamil, tell Should've me, tell me more about yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then I could go for hours. Jamil, how's go your golden parachute? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a golden shower. That's that's how it's treating me. Uh-oh. No, no. Um, and, you know, uh, if you're listening to this, you you uh, might want to go back to uh, the previous episode where we had the interview with Matt Brinelson. He talked for, <laughs> you know, a good hour plus uh, you know, at home mm-hmm. on his weekend, uh, I told him I needed the interviews in a hurry, and, and he made it happen and mm-hmm. uh, gave us lots of great information about uh, uh, several Firestone beers. So we'll be doing those in a in a series. The beers and a lot about his process and the rationale for that process. It's a lot yeah. of good information there. He's a smart guy. He's I'm, a great brewer. He knows. I listen stuff. to craft brewers, and they when they do it a certain way, I listen, and I, I sometimes yeah. I'll change my process. Well, you know. I, in Australia, I was talking to the people who do the Australian Homebrewers Conference and all that. And I said, you know who you ought to get out here? <laughs> Says Matt Brunelson. I said, you oh, know. Oh, he would kill it next out time. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and the people would love it. They would get so much information from him. From a yank. And he, he'd enjoy, uh, they'd enjoy a yank? What? Oh, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> you never know. All? Don't we all? Yeah. Uh, he, he'd, he'd really uh, enjoy the trip out there as well. I know he's he's interested in uh and get spending some time in Australia, so yeah. that would be cool. Well, Mike, you, you just said that uh, when you hear commercial brewers talk, you listen, and sometimes you change your process. Do you ever change it and then change it back? Sure. And figure, yeah, but, like, well, that doesn't work, or what know, I'm doing is better than that, or, or kind of whatever? Yeah, I felt like it made a difference. Like, I noticed some some things I've changed in my process because of these shows. I mean, yeah. the brewer's saying, well, I do this and I do that. I'm saying, well, I guess I better do that uh, if I want to really clone the beer. So mm-hmm. I'm tasting the beers and going, wow, you know, I really noticed... Uh, you know, this has something, a flavor or a uh, texture or something I wasn't able to get with my hmm. old process. So I'm willing to, yeah, change it, sure. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you can make great beer with many different processes, but any change in process makes a slightly different beer and mm-hmm. it has an effect on the character. Right. So yeah. it's, it's kind of surprising that, uh, you know, that... Uh, that something is as small as you know, the whirlpool is one big thing because they all do this this whirlpool thing, and then um, you know they uh, you know they uh, they do this whirl- the whirlpool thing and it actually they whirlpool hot and big additions yeah. and hot right. and, and hot work and it ends up adding you know more IBUs to the to the beer. So when we do these recipes, that threw me too. Yeah, you, yeah. you calculate yeah. out and you're going, well, that's like two IBU. The beer has 45. Where's the rest coming from? Yeah, yeah, the brewing software just doesn't address it. Right. Yeah, if you're whirlpooling hot for an hour, you're getting more utilization. And uh, well, and then also you don't know if the brewer have the brewers have a separate whirlpool tank. Some of them have right. a separate whirlpool mm-hmm. tank, so they rack off right. or not rack up, but transfer into the whirlpool and then adding their whirlpool hops there, so right. they get it off the bittering hops. Right. Some don't. Right. And right. all that has an impact. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's important to. to you know, pay attention to the, and that's why we ask those questions. How long do you whirlpool for? I learned that one early on. I'm like, you know, we better ask how long the whirlpool. <laughs> that's one of my stock questions. If they have a flame out hop, 
or a whirlpool hop. We yeah. have we have to know that. Right, it makes right. A big difference. Yeah, absolutely does. Right. And is there straight math that you can do? To figure that out, I don't think I don't know. I can't imagine that there would be. But it's maybe. all it's all curvy math. Yeah, there are no straight math. No straight math. No, it's all, it's, all, you know, it's gay math. Pretty queer. Yeah, a lot like the show. <laughs> it's a little curvy. A little curvy. All right. So uh, <coughs> there is some we don't know what it go. is. To answer your question, we don't know what it is. We're going to find out. Though. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we have no idea. That would but be great. Let's uh, let's hear what our challenge is for today. <laughs> All right, I'd love to play it for you, Jamil. Oh, wow, good timing. Yeah, I'm sorry we kept you so long from playing it. Hello, Jamil and Tasty. This is Ted from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Oh, Ted. Firestone Walker Walker's Reserve is a beer I've become very interested in. This beer has been mentioned on the Brewing Network in Basic Brewing, and this sounds like an amazing porter. However, I live on the wrong coast to be able to get this beer. Can you brew it? All right, Ted. Great request. Can help Ted and, out. Uh, this one, yeah, I think we can help you out. And uh, this one was uh, JP's challenge. He took yeah, this one on because I, uh, I took it. He likes things with wood, so uh, I do. Wood and dark. Yep. Oops. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> no, you're saying everything right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dark, dark and woody. All right. So uh, let's and do rushed. this. Let's take let's take a, a short break, <laughs> and when we we'll come back, we'll we'll find out. Uh, how JP did in his yeah. cloning or not cloning this beer. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the Time Brewers. When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 1842 in the province of Bohemia. Yo, this era jerky. All the beers is murky. What ho, friends? A male alewife. I don't know what I'm doing, so I got this dark malt, yeah? More stinky dark beer, yeah! No, sir! Please, wait! Just a moment! Aye! A package from the future from Northern Poor. Use the Pilsner malt, my good man! And the Sats Hop, sucker! They ain't noble like Queen Victoria, but you can use Sterling from Portland to Astoria. Let your war caramelize and let Melanodins harmonize in a long boil. Keep your starter undercover with aluminum foil. Boo. And use it thou some bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and get your nasty ass bog myrtle back to the dark ages, brother Abelard. Hey, this golden lager with the happy hops pretty damn good. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we did. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zalashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamil. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own, the how-to homebrew beer magazine. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then, to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. 
So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty crack cans. Tasty crack cans. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. You're listening to The Brewing Network. All right, we're back. We're talking uh, about uh, Walker's Reserve. So what we did during the break was uh, we've, we've tasted uh, the two beers. One is a commercial example. One is uh, a, a clone attempt that JP did. We did this blind. <clears throat> actually, we did it before the show started. So if you see bottles on the, on the, on the desk right now, uh, it's just because we're refilling. Uh, we tasted this blind, <clears throat> and uh, you know the, the question is, are they the same beer? If you, you know, handed one to the brewer, he tastes it and goes, yeah, you know, this is our beer. Uh, would the brewer call it cloned? <clears throat> Actually, I think a lot of times we're more critical than the brewers are. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. they, they may have a good memory of their beer, but, uh, yeah. Because we're tasting them side by side. We want to be absolutely identical. And, um, you know, the, when they brew them, you know, there's always slight variances. So, uh uh, you know that's that's one of the things to keep in mind when you when you taste your own clone example. If it's not really really close, and you know if if you're not drinking this and thinking yeah that's that's the beer, then you you blew it. You, know, you have so to ask why. Like, yeah, what, what, why is it different? You need to change something in your process or your ingredients <coughs> or something like that. Right. But if you're if you're saying wow, I'm not sure which one's the the commercial example. Yeah. Then, uh, then you're then you're there. Do your own blind taste, right. you know. Just put some in some glasses and uh, yeah, have somebody serve it to you without uh, just telling. Just close you your eyes. <laughs> Mix them up a little bit. You'll, you'll take your it. finger in the glass to see when it's uh, filled. Or up. put uh, yeah. have, put three beers there, two two the same and one different. That way you kind of mix them up. Shell game. Yeah, shell yeah, game. Thing. There you go. All right. Fool yourself. Okay, so <laughs> it's just easy to do when you're drinking. So sit on your hands until they're numb, and then yeah. pour the beers. Oh. And it's like a stranger poured them for you. Ah, the stranger. the stranger. One of my favorites. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. Justin, since you have your mic on, what, what, what do you <laughs> think here? Uh, what's, your, what's your impression of these uh, two beers, and would you call it cloned or not cloned? Well, uh, you know, whenever JP's on the show, I hate to say it, but uh, they're cloned. Uh, it fits into the category of, of too close to tell. You're not very nice. Um, there's a little something different, mm-hmm. but for one, I can't put my finger on exactly what that is, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's a recipe issue. Mm-hmm. And if you handed me JP's beer, which uh, you know we found out was the one on, on my right, um, I wouldn't know it wasn't the, the, the Walker's Reserve. Right. So right. Uh, it's definitely cloned. I wouldn't change anything. I just, whatever that slight difference is, like you said, that, that doesn't make it, 
perfectly identical. Mm-hmm. I can't even put my finger on what that right. is. Uh, I, I agree with you. I'm I'm kind of the same opinion. I call it cloned as well. The I think one of the there seems to be a bit more carbonation in the commercial example, and it's slightly cooler than the clone, or at least it was initially. And I think that's kind of what I I guess differences, and and maybe there's some subtly there. That might be different, but I think if if those two things were adjusted, carbonation and uh, and te- serving temperature, they'd be even closer to you know the mm. point of insignificance of, of anything. I mean, we wouldn't even be probably saying that. We'd be just going, yeah, clone, clone, perfect, done, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's uh, another good job, JP. This is uh, knocked you. knocked another one out of the park. Um, I'd say a ground, you know. In park double, uh, ground rule double, yeah. ground, ground yeah. double. Okay. Can you tell I don't know baseball thing? <laughs> Be a ground pop fly double type. <laughs> it, well, do it in in terms of something you know, like uh, you know toddler beauty pageants. <laughs> That's a second place. Yeah, it'd be like uh, missing with a ball peen hammer and shattering the collarbone. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, there you go. What? <laughs> and, and killing people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, all right, all right, right. Well. That makes that makes perfect sense. Fingers crossed. Sense. Right. Well, Tasty, what's your what's your take on it? Uh, take about oh uh, yeah uh, <laughs> on, on toddler beauty patches. Well, I as well have noticed the carbonation difference, and that does add a lot to the beer. It's amazing how yeah. much, in certain in a certain range. I mean, if you have a beer that's at two volumes and one that's at two and a half, I don't think it would stand out as much. But you know, a, a volume difference is going to definitely uh, affect the. Uh, I don't know the way the hop, the hops pop, and then mm-hmm. the uh, adds a little bit of bitterness too. And uh, yeah. but that that was noticeable and accountable in the beer. Uh, can't think of a thing that I you know change that I'd like to change in terms of the recipe or the timing of the hops. Uh, I think uh, people can take this recipe and uh, and brew it. They can have their own uh, Walker Reserve. Yeah. yeah. How about you, JP? What, what's your take on it? I you know I, I agree in hearing Tasty talk about. Uh, about the carbonation, I mean, you know, these have been sitting for roughly the same amount of time, and the commercial one still has, you know, a, a decent amount of, of, you know, head on it, and it's, uh, you know, leaves a little lace, I guess, on the on the glass. Mm-hmm. Homebrew ones is, you know, still as my twin brother was. It, it's just kind of like, I don't know, there's really not a whole lot there, and it, I think uh, that was one of my... Still uh, like your twin brother. Did it take that long? I didn't, I don't know. It took me a moment. Okay, yeah. sorry. Uh, um... I'm still a little slow. <laughs> um, I think it would help with with the bitterness. You're right. Uh, um, maybe I need a little a slight water adjustment because I think the commercial example has a little more hop flavor to it, mm. a little more hardness, a little like a little little bit. Um, Did you add any uh, gypsum? Calcium I don't chlorine? do any of that. I do five two in the oh, mash, okay. uh-huh. uh, five two from five star, and that's mm. it. Well, yeah, and then carbon. I mean be. carbon filter, but. Um, right, right. I've been thinking I need to get get into that, but I think that would help. Um, I don't think I would do any recipe changes. I think that's pretty straight mm-hmm. on. Uh, maybe a little more vigorous ferment than I think I had. I still think that little something that you were talking about, Jay, might be um, a little too long of a lag time. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Make sure you ferment vigorously. Yes. Yeah. Well, so I need to start making starters. I put four yeah. vials of. Uh, Before you get English. into all oh, the yeah, trouble, sorry. I didn't hear you say cloned or not cloned. What's oh, I'm the, sorry, cloned. Yeah, I'm sorry, cloned. Clone. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. I'm nervous. So, so we got a unanimous here. We call yeah. this cloned. I'll tell you what. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get into the recipe, and then after that, we'll get into all the details of uh, how JP uh, pulled this one out of the hat. Back after this. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. 
Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, uh, mother... F- White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13 Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25 Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're talking about Firestone Walker's Reserve, which JP has cloned. It did it. He did it. Woo-hoo! Good. Hey, you'd be batting a thousand if... Uh, if I didn't suck so a, much that's otherwise. That's another baseball... Uh, baseball uh term could be cricket yeah yeah well and uh you know or it could be uh you know toddler beauty pageants too um so uh the the uh uh standard recipes that we do uh yeah the one you the, the one only one you had problems with was the uh the shakespeare stout where barely was, yeah, I still need to rebrew that. Was it fish? Not what was it? Was the one that tasted like fish? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the that was the seaweed. Yeah, <laughs> seaweed. Nate still has a bottle of that. Like, when if that ever dropped out, it might be better. It might. He has one bottle. One? So here we're going to save it for when we uh, he and I are going to do the rebrew together uh, soon. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, oh, and there was a slight adjustment on the roasted grains. I think. Roasted grains and yeah. then hops. I think. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it was still really good. Yeah. All right. So uh, every recipe that we do on the show since the beginning of time. Did you go back to the, in the archives for four and a half years? Read the scrolls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're all batch size six, six U.S. gallons. So at the end of the boil, you got six gallons of, of liquid there, wort there. And if you want to milk every ounce of it out and ferment it, that's fine. But generally, you transfer five and a half to your fermenter, and then you end up with five finished gallons of beer at the end. So that's that's why we do six gallons. Uh <clears throat> The uh, the uh, hop utilization recipe or formula we use is uh, Rager, color is Mori, and uh, there you go. Uh, evaporation rate fifteen percent. Anticipated uh, strength gravity on this is uh, ten sixty one mm-hmm. or fifteen Plato. Uh, color thirty three SRM. IBUs seventeen point eight was on the recipe. 
because again, uh, the whirlpool affects the uh, the IBUs, the finished IBUs at the end, right? So the what's the finished IBUs on on Walker's Reserve with forty five? Forty five, yeah, yeah. See, and this will calculate out to about seventeen point eight. Uh, 70% efficiency, 90-minute boil time. It's uh, 71% or 4.61 kilograms of a British uh, pale ale malt. It is uh, 10% or 0.65 kilograms of a Crystal 75. It is uh, 5% or, point, or 320 grams of chocolate malt. 5%, 320 grams of flaked oats. Uh, 5%, 320 grams of uh, wheat malt. 2.5% or 160 grams of uh, Crystal 120, and 1.5% or 100 grams of Crafa uh, Special 3. And the special is the huskless uh, grain, and it gives you, uh, doesn't, doesn't add to the roasty uh, as much. Hops, 90 uh, minute edition, 18 grams of East Kent Goldings. Pellets, 5% alpha acid. 12 grams of East Kent Goldings. Pellets, 5% alpha acid at 30 minutes. And then 39 grams of Cascades, uh, 7% alpha acid, and zero minutes. Again, you're going to whirlpool this hot for you know, like an hour. If you're not going to do that, then the thing to do instead is you're going to move those, uh, those additions back. So you would, uh, you know, those Cascades, instead of zero minutes, you're going to want those to be uh, like a 30-minute addition. And the, uh, the second Goldings edition at 30 minutes, you're going to make that a 45-minute addition. And that should get you about the same IBUs. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think an important point that Taste was making is the character might be slightly different, though. Yeah, I think you're going to get uh, at least what I've been experiencing with the uh, using these extended whirlpool times is uh, getting a lot more mouthfeel, a hot mouthfeel from the uh, from these mm-hmm. from that addition. Mm-hmm. All right, for yeast uh, we use uh, WLP002, uh, the White Labs uh, English Ale yeast, and I think you can use the 007 as well, the dry English Ale yeast uh, with good effect, yeah. uh, or even a blend of the two. But I think with the 002, it worked out just fine. Um, and let's see here. Mash temperature, uh, do a, a rest at 145 Fahrenheit, 15 minutes, then bump it up to 156 for 45 minutes, and then uh, you can do a mash out at 168 for 10 minutes. And that should get you pretty close. The other additions that, uh, uh, to keep in mind, uh, uh, Matt was saying they adjust their water, uh, with, uh, um, gypsum and calcium chloride to bring it up to about 100 ppm. Uh, when they uh, get ready to ferment, they cool the wort to 17 degrees C pitch, uh, and they let it rise to 19 C, and uh, after the first uh, day or two, uh, once the yeast growth is complete, they allow it to rise, because your flavor development is early on. And they do... Uh, uh, they're using uh, medium toast American oak, uh, Firestone, they age 50% of the beer in new medium toast American oak, and then they blend it back. And um, based on the size of their barrels and the amount that they hold, that's about two ounces of cubes for five gallons, of American oak cubes for five gallons. That's the same surface area that they get in the barrel. And then uh, you might be able to just use half as much an ounce uh, for you know 100% of the beer and avoid the blending. And that would be uh, one ounce of cubes and five gallons. Um, and that's the recipe. And let's see here. Let's uh, take a short break. And when we come back, uh, JP will give us the rundown of how he brewed this thing and uh, any challenges he faced and tips for, for brewing your own clone. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the Time Brewers. When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 19th century Burton-upon-Trent. Ah, Merry England! Something is amiss, my friends. Be on guard! Arr, these casks of white Zinfandel will stand the Queen's men in good stead in far Bangalore. Ah, oh, hell no! Blush wine out of Britain be worse than microwaving a kitten. Maharaja Dodgers drinking pink be vomiting predominant on the subcontinent. Oh, dear, you can't drink blush with Vindaloo. Oi, <laughs> what should I do? 
ship hogsheads of this high carbonate water. <laughs> no, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Well, bless me. A parcel from the future. From one northern brewer. Use this Marie Sauter, my good man. EKG at a high rate per barrel make ladies wet like Colin Farrell. Now quit Burton ruining the Burton Union and get Burton brewing. Forgettest thou not the bog myrtle. Northern Brewery is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and keep that nasty-ass bog myrtle inside your sackcloth, Brother Abelard. My stars, but this India Pale Ale is better than wine. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we dare. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. Stop. Burdison, what is it? Shh, listen. I think I hear a dwarfen ale. A what? A dwarfen ale. But there's no such thing. Aye, lad, but soon there will be. Hail Brewers! Fantasy Brewmasters invites you to participate in their 2010 Dwarf Brew Recipe Contest. Do you dig fantasy? Have you ever wanted to sit down for a beer with Frodo at the Prancing Pony? Or wish your tune wasn't the only one downing Warcraft's Brew of the Month? Yeah, you know who you are, and here's your chance to show your geek pride. Submit what you think would be the ultimate dwarf and beer, and your recipe could be chosen for commercial production as their flagship beer. Entrance must be a U.S. resident, 21 years of age or older. Log on to www.fantasybrewmasters.com to register, and for contest rules and more details. For this contest, they're looking to brew an authentic dwarf and beer of your creation, along the lines of a very drinkable brown ale. Registration deadline? is Tuesday, August 31st. The winner takes home $1,000. Plus, they get to see their beer brewed commercially. Go to fantasybrewmasters.com now. It's not some old fantasy character beer. It's effing dwarf and ale, yo! fantasybrewmasters.com BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com. Your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. Seven Bridges has the best selection of organic ingredients, including over 27 varieties of organic hops at breworganic.com. Join their mailing list for special deals and regular updates. They've been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for 13 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. And Seven Bridges is the proud host of the fourth annual National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including stainless steel brew kettles and organic brewing ingredients. This year, the challenge will be judged in two locations, on the East Coast at Capital City Brewing in Arlington, Virginia, and on the West Coast at Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California. For complete details, visit breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to great beer and people-friendly business practices. They offer environmentally friendly, fair trade, and fair wage brewing products whenever possible. Seven Bridges, breworganic.com. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it, Tasty. All right. Who's the girl is that? 
I don't know, but she's smart. That's all. That's How one thing I know. That I should be talked to that way. She just knows. Mm. She just knows. She's smart. That's the thing. Oh, plenty of people in uh, New Zealand and Australia said, suck it. Oh, thank you. And they, no. they, they, plenty of people. Plenty. <laughs> well, plenty of people want to know about your hippie van. And they go, oh, is right. it really all that, like, with the flowers and stuff, like on Facebook? I said, no, it's turd brown. Yeah. yeah. And they go, oh, LDK. They seem they seem kind of disappointed. Yeah, that one because the one in my on my profile is the is a van we found at the junkyard when I was looking for parts for mine, oh. and I just couldn't resist because it said the end is near across the side <laughs> of it. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, I yeah. can see how they're disappointed. Yes, yours looks like a turd. Well, we could fix that. <laughs> like a big shit. We can go time. paint the end is near on the side of your van. Yeah, yeah, that'd be an improvement. <laughs> And then I'll drive yeah, behind you and write the end on my bug. Oh. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> you know, the deuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, you could paint your bug brown and no, it's uh, tan, and you could yeah. you could paint yours Justin more like a sphincter, and uh, <laughs> he could just be backing away from you all the time. Paint yours <laughs> like a sphincter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that would be an improvement too. <laughs> you know, I'd just rather glue pe- glue peanuts on the side of his. <laughs> Even better. That'd be cool. Right. Yeah. And it looked like a Snickers bar. I, I don't know. <laughs> they satisfy. <laughs> this show's gone to crap already. Yeah. Well, we've we got like so four more shows to do. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, JP. Yes. You cloned this, and you, and you had you. a lot of lot of uh, comments and 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 tips for you know what what you felt you could have done better, what what was different from the or what you got from the recipe. Yes. And. Uh, Go for it. Tell us about it. Fill some air. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, I did. The uh, The first part, the, the whirlpool threw me, stressed mm-hmm. me out because I couldn't get a hold of you because right, you were out of right. town. And I just happened to run into Tasty at an event the day before. And I was going to brew it. I was like, what do I do? What's going to happen? He said, just follow the recipe. Everything will be Trust fine. Jamil. Yeah. And I said, all right. <laughs> so I did that. And then I got your email. But anyway, so yes, the whirlpool... Believe it or not, we'll give you a lot of IBUs. Mm-hmm. You'll be mm-hmm. fine on that. Um, I used the White Labs, like I was saying a couple breaks ago. Um, probably should have done a starter, but I did four vials in 10 gallons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking about step mashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was under the gun and was not able to do a step mash. Mm-hmm. So I did not do step mashes at all. Mm-hmm. I, just, I mashed at 154. Mm-hmm. Kind of an adjustment between the 156 short and the... Uh, and the 145, yeah, I think that would be a... Could have been 156. Whatever that said, well, I, I try to hit the target right, for, right. for the main But I think if you're not rest. doing the 145 and the rise up to 156, I would target something like 154, yeah. a couple yeah. of degrees less. Not much, but some. Cause, oh, cause you're gonna get, yeah, so, oh, then I did that. Yeah, there you go. Because yeah. you, get, you get some <laughs> you know, difference. And I think you know, it goes to show that something like that, not, not so critical in a beer like this. Yeah, like a, a robust porter on oak. Right. Um, I don't know. I just there's just no way I I, mm-hmm. I could do it. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, right? Well, uh, I think you got essentially the same fermentability. I think so too. I think I think it came out. You know, I think it came out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else was fine. The ferment was great. So uh, instead of adding the oak into the keg uh, mm-hmm. at, as cubed, because what what they do at Firestone uh, in the um, interview is they ferment in that barrel 24 hours after fermentation starts. So it's not really an aging. They don't age on no, oak. Right. They ferment on oak. And, right. and um, you can refer to my Zymergy article in October of '09 about a- fermenting with oak. Um, October of '09. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I know, right? Could yeah. have been '08. What? Yeah, '08. Yeah, it was '08. Yeah. Yeah. What have you done for me lately? I mean, nothing, man. Jeez. So uh, uh, I haven't read the article recently. I just I, do, I read it monthly. But uh, <laughs> it was a good cover. Yeah, right. uh, I read your article monthly. What however. would it say? I mean, uh, what's what's happening when the yeast or uh, Eating the sugars in in the environment with the oak. What, how does the oak? Does the oak come in play at that point? It does. The, uh, a lot of the uh, flavor and aroma compounds are um, they get driven off with the oh, yeast. Well, now, does it even go through the 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 cell? No, the yeast are just going to eat sugars. That's all they'll take in. I th- don't know. They volatizes. Okay. So so, um, so in the gassing off. Okay. So yeah, much like when you add dry hops, you want to add them after they're fermented right. or after the fermentation's done because a lot of that aromatic stuff will just off gas. Okay. So like thir- so, thirteen days of oak in the ferment is going to give you less oak effect 
than 13 days post-fermed in the bright tank. Yeah, well, actually what it'll do, you won't get really hardly any flavor and no oak aroma. You'll get a lot of structural tannins. Right. So it, it improves mouthfeel. It nice. kind of dries it a little bit also. Yeah. Um, and so I decided just to do it that way instead of adding the oak. Sure. And because... Uh, um, that's. I think that would better replicate a Burton Union system. That's exactly if, what they're doing. Yeah, yeah it's exa- I mean, that's that's exactly why they do it. Oak, yeah. yeah, I mean the the fire, the uh, the Walker's Reserve isn't uh, oaky beer, even though you know it's been in a barrel. Right. So and I I think that's a kind of a cool trick. So I put those for seven eight days and pulled them out, uh, crashed everything, kegged it. Um, and you went with chips, yeah. right? I went with the chips because uh, it's only seven to eight days. The flavor is extracted after seven to eight days, mm-hmm. you know, seven to 14 days maybe. Um, everything's out of them anyway. There's and no point used, putting in uh, cubes. So, used a, an ounce, you said? I used an ounce, unfortunately, in yeah, 10, 10 gallons because I was kind of right. panicking for whatever reason. Cause well, with I chips, you're going to get that. more extraction than with, with, with the cubes. That's right. correct. I would say it's probably twice as much, so I don't think you... I think you were smart by reducing Yeah, the, the surface area yeah. is, is substantially more in the chips. So I, c- been- I could have done an ounce and a half, maybe two. I mean, the math is two ounces for 10 gallons, but um, I, I think it could have used a little bit more. I'm not noticing any oak deficiency or superiority in, in the real beer, so I don't know what I'd change. Yeah. Do I would use more cubes, with. certainly, than I would uh, chips. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the cubes are only really good for if you're aging. If you're going longer than oh. three weeks mm-hmm. to up to eight, nine months, you're cubing it. You should really be cubing it. But if you're going to do it in a fermentation, use chips um, and then rack onto a keg and then put cubes in if you want kind of a really nice little balance. But anyway, so I put the chips in the ferment this time and... uh, I think it. I think it replicated the flavor a little bit. And yeah, Farstone yeah, Far Walker is not uh, barrel aging the beer; they're just barrel right. fermenting. So. Right, mm-hmm. right. They don't have a lot of western oak flavor in the beers. Not at all. It's almost more of a vanilla thing that you're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does have a nice vanilla flavor too. Yeah. Um, without the oakiness, without the yeah oak tannin, without the tannin. Which I think is nice. Yeah, well, it's not tannin like you and I would consider tannin, um, you know, like husky tannin. Uh, it's more of like, think about a red wine tannin where it's more structural, more mouthfeel than like mouth puckering. Yes. Well, yeah. and I think a lot of it gets lost in the highly roasted grains. Right. And that yeah, flavor is really, you know, competes with that. So yeah. it'll mask. If you had the same oak in, you know, a light pilsner. It would, you know, it would really stand out. I well, like the double yeah. barrel, we'll, we'll probably notice it in there when we taste that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think you notice it more in the double barrel than you do in the yeah. In the, it's the same regimen, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also surprised that it tastes so close, so cloned, uh, being so young, because you said you just uh, I kegged it two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just seems like a beer that would need age to mature a little bit, but it, it doesn't taste young to me. It tastes, it, it's really good. It has it has an old soul. It has an old soul <laughs> that you put in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I, I yeah, a lot of times I'll notice that, especially in dark beers, they need more time to mature. But I was able to you know get past all that in this beer. I don't know any particular reason why, but mm-hmm. I could definitely you know taste uh, everything that's in the actual uh, Walker Reserve in in your clone. So mm-hmm. it was a good job. Thank you. Yeah, and I didn't like I said I didn't do any water treatment. Just five two in the mash uh, mm-hmm. carbon block filter. Um, I'd like to start getting into water a little bit, just right. kind of bump my hardness up a little bit, if you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, I get all those emails every day about doing that, and I'm figuring I will start. Yeah, you probably could have used a touch of gypsum, I think, to yep. uh, would have uh, kind of accentuated the, you know, not a lot, but a, but a touch would have uh, brought brought up the kind of the sharpness of the hops a little bit. I think so, too, because I think the uh, my beer is a little more rounded overall in a flavor, where I think there's a definite... Um, edge in a good way to the uh, commercial beer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah. you said you didn't do a yeast starter on this i did not i did four vials of uh white labs english ale and he has access to real fresh vials too so. yeah so what do you think about that that method uh Jamil? obviously there was nothing mm-hmm. fermentation wise wrong with this but i'm curious what you think about the whole i'm just going to do four vials instead i think if you can get them fresh then you're good um you know if they're if they're like a week old and you can use enough of them then yeah okay I mean, that's fine yeah, yeah i mean we but, get them uh, we get deliveries on friday and i brewed on sunday right. nice okay. so they were shipped um wednesday yeah. so they're probably packaged monday or tuesday so right. it's so yeah. less than a week old and and you can use four of them then and that'll work I, I still think um it wouldn't hurt to you know put them in uh, some starter work just before you know brewing and letting them get active and 
and uh, then pitching it in. I think that's always a, a nice nice thing to Even do. Even if it's so. just a little bit. I've done this sometimes. Yeah. Maybe you could comment on whether I'm my thinking is clear or not, but sometimes even um, I'll take vials, uh, of the, and I'll take the, some a little bit, a small amount, maybe a pint of the wort I just made, and mm-hmm. delay pitching mm-hmm. just to get them into that, in that environment mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. get them kind of activated a little bit at least, get yeah. them up to temperature. Well, I don't know um, if it's, you know, if the wort's ready... Just go ahead and pitch it. Yeah, go ahead and pitch it. Right. But but if you can do it a little bit before. Well, sometimes, I, I, yeah. For instance, like in the, as the warmer weather comes around, mm-hmm. I'm not to, I'm not at my cool in temperature. That is, I'm right. at 68. Oh, and so I want to cool in at 66. Cool a pint. So while I'm cooling the six, down to 66, right, you, where I want to pitch, right, then I can have this other little warmer, maybe even up to 80 degree mm. uh, wort, mm-hmm. uh, getting getting the yeast all livened up. It's like a warm blanket. Yeah, yeah. You all come. It's like really, a Greek blanket. You need to be careful about uh, too too big a temperature difference because um, you know you'll the yeast will express these heat shock proteins. Oh, that's warmer or colder. You know. So when they go into the even the colder environment, then yeah, I'm going to put them into it. Stresses them out. It, you know, they express these proteins to protect themselves, and there's you know some things that maybe are is beneficial about that, and some things that are not, and. Um, but it, it can affect uh, various things about the yeast as well, and it's so, um, so typically when I pitch, uh, I'm uh, you know I've I've got uh, sorry that I made several days ago, and it's been in the in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. and I, of course I'm pouring the beer off of that because it's mm-hmm. why not I don't want, mm-hmm. and uh, that's all pretty cold stuff. I do throw that in cold usually. Is that, should I let that warm up? Yeah, you should. So on brew day, just pour that off early. I guess I should right. do, and then. Uh, let that sit around a while for yeah that's what i do so i'll i'll pour that off Uh let it sit you know kind of room temperature to you know start warming up and once it gets you know close to a room temperature then i have like a a, you know pre-canned starter wort and i'll pour like a pint of that Uh into the into the yeast or maybe you know uh, like 750 mils maybe into uh into that let the yeast start getting active and then uh you know by the time i'm done Preparing my work, um, the yeast have already started to get active, and you see some, yeah, and and the the stuff that's dead is like laying on the bottom, hmm. and so I, I'll pour that whole thing in there, mm-hmm. and uh, and again, you know, with a, a similar temperature to to what I'm brewing, close to cool, that uh, works works great, hmm. really really effective. Well, the chat would like me to pass along JP um, that say to JP that we knew he could do it, although I think he means the royal we because that was just one person. Oh, and the other there was another who predicted you would fail. Oh, and now oh. he's just now you've disappointed him because you didn't. Oh, what are you disappointing our listening <laughs> listeners for? Well, I don't what's know. The matter here? Who is it? So that one was who who was disappointed? Uh, Skipper. Oh, but Hoppy Mad. Is uh, talking about the caliber of the brewer. He knew you could do it, huh. etc. Well, I say next time you should just skip over Skipper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, let's wrap it up. Right. Before this goes uh, any further south. Uh, I think you meant north. Yeah. Uh, good job to uh, Matt Brittleson. Good job to uh, JP, oh. the, the brewer. And, Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. And uh, thanks for uh, the listeners sending in that request. If you get a chance, stop by the uh, Northern Brewer website, northernbrewer.com. Great people, great, great, uh, great supporter of our show. And uh, while you're at it, go by the uh, Brewing Network store. They're going to have books, they got shirts, they got hats, they got uh, they got everything in there that you might need to uh, accessorize your your brewing pavilion. Till the next show, Brewstone and often. <laughs> <laughs>